0: Stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40 plus gay life. Let's get to the show with your tell it like it is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick or a diva unless you act like one first. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of 40 plus gay man gay talk. Thank you all for being listeners, and it has been it's been a minute since I have done a solo show. Hope you're enjoying all the guests, but I also have gotten some requests for hey Rick, can you just do some solo shows? And, you know, kind of tell us what's on your mind, thoughts, ideas for being better at what we are as gay men or struggling with anything like dating, work, etc. So here I am. I'm your guy just for the next few minutes or so. But um, as those requests have been coming in, I've been keeping track of stuff and taking some notes on what people are struggling with. And I thought this would be a pretty good time to maybe do a top 10 list, so to speak. I don't really like doing top 10 lists. So let's just call it 10 things that gay men could do that they should be doing to make life better. And again, this is not me being condescending or anything. This is just guys that have asked questions, some guys that are working with me in my coaching. And if you're interested in learning more about that, hey, hit me up, RickClemens.com. go to the coaching pages. You'll see there's a way to do an introductory session at a really super reduced rate, get a feel for what coaching's all about. But hey, just go check that out. But here's 10 things that guys have been talking to me about that I think could, well, make life a little bit better. Number one, uh, let's see, where do I wanna start? Um, Let's start with this one. Let go of what's causing you to obsess. I don't care if it's an ex-boyfriend, an ex-husband, an ex-hookup, a thing that happened at work with a coworker, a promotion you got passed over for, Um Maybe it's a relationship with family that they're not accepting you. Maybe it could be, you know, you're coming out and you've got some friends who are just not like, you know, lining up behind you to wave the rainbow flag. I don't care what it is. And I'm speaking from my own truth here. Okay. This is coming straight from my own heart because I have a hard time letting go of stuff. But the more I work on it and the more I ask myself this question, how true is that? And if I buy into that thought, this is Byron Katie's work. Go check her out. I love her work. So, Byron, B Y R O N Katie, uh, her questions. But I ask, how true is that? And if I buy into that thought, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Can't talk this morning. Need more coffee. Um, But if I buy into that thought, then what happens? And I have found that, man, if I let this stuff go, I am so much better. I am so much happier. I'm less stressed. I sleep better. And it's hard because this is a muscle that we work from a young age, like, oh, my gosh, we want to be accepted or we want people to like us. And, you know, but I was right. I was right. Oh, my God. not going to go too deep, but there's a certain individual in the American society right now who just cannot let go that he is not right. No, he did not win the election. That is the truth. That is absolutely the truth. You did not. But anyway, I'm not going to go deep down that path because some of you may be fans of his. All right. So let go of what causes you to obsess. And the best way to do it is to ask yourself, how true is that? And what would happen if you let go of that thought? Okay. And again, go check out Byron Katie's work on that stuff. Uh, Okay. So that's number one. Number two, get off the apps. And I'm not just talking the hookup apps. I'm not talking, you know, just grinder and Scruff and Adam for Adam and whatever ones you might be using for that sort of world. I'm talking get off the apps, get off of Facebook, get off of Instagram, get off of YouTube. Not forever, but find those apps that are consuming your mental time and not making you feel good. It could be you're a gamer and I'm not knocking gamers, guys. I'm not knocking that. I play a few games. Mostly I play games that are helping with my mental acuity because, hey, you know, as I'm aging, I'm a 60-year-old guy. I'm not dead. I'm not, you know, that old. But I'm noticing that sometimes the memory stuff is a little bit harder to pull back into gear. But I also know that if I spend a lot of time on the apps on my phone, yes, I'm on the other apps as well, I can get sucked into comparisons. I can get sucked into not feeling good about myself. All of these things can happen. So what happens if you like take a break? I'm not talking like one of those posted on, you know, Facebook or on Instagram, like I'm taking a social media break. Now, if you want to do that, absolutely go do that. If that helps with this situation, go for it. Go for some accountability. Make it happen. Okay. Here's why getting off the apps can also be really healthy. Because you're not just staring at your phone. You're not looking down. There's some, there's proven proven stuff that like you know, looking down, the neck bent down, all this sort of stuff can cause strain on your neck, eye strain, all these sort of things. So what do you do? Well, if you have an Apple phone, I don't know about Android, maybe it has the same thing, but Apple sends you a little message that tells you like how much screen time you've had. I do look at that report each week. I actually kind of track it. I'm like, well, how much did I do last week versus this week? Here's an interesting thing that just recently happened. I was in San Diego for a good friend of mine's fortieth birthday weekend. And it was so interesting to watch the dynamic. There was, I'm going to say, 16 to 18 people there for the weekend, everything from close friends to family. And for the most part, everybody was kind of on their phones. But what I noticed is not as much as normal because we had a beautiful poolside home. I mean, a pool, home with a pool that overlooked the ocean. We did a lot of group activities obviously a lot of us were getting to know each other because we hey we hadn't met i hadn't met his family before and all these sort of things so it was interesting to see at the end of the weekend i even commented to my husband like wow i didn't realize how much time i did not spend on my phone over that weekend so get off the apps okay and that kind of leads to if you're not on the apps you can actually have some really vulnerable and powerful real conversations Now, this can scare the crap out of many people. I know it's hard to be super, super vulnerable. But when you are vulnerable, you show people your truth. You show people like, hey, this is what I'm feeling. This is how I'm seeing the world right now. One of my favorite questions when I'm working with individuals who are struggling in their relationships is this is what I'm observing, and this is how I'm feeling. And I'm curious if that's what you meant for me to feel. That's a really vulnerable conversation to have. Like, hey, I'm feeling like you're not attracted to me anymore. And because I've maybe put on some weight or I'm getting older, and that's making me feel really insecure. And I'm wondering if that's what you're intending me to feel. Now, the truth is that person probably isn't intending that, it's not intentional. But it may give them the opportunity to open up. But that is a really, truly hard conversation to have because we're revealing our vulnerabilities. Could be, hey, I'm not feeling really secure in this relationship because of this. I'm not feeling very motivated in my job because of this. And because of the new workload, this is what I'm feeling. I'm wondering if you are intending me to feel that way. These are interesting things to contend with. But the vulnerability helps us speak our truth. Which leads me to the fourth point. Own your truth. If you're feeling insecure, state it. If you're feeling like I love hooking up and that's my thing, own it. If you're feeling like I don't want to be in a relationship, own it. If you're feeling you don't enjoy your job and you aren't passionate about it, own that. The more we own our truth, the more we're capable of moving forward and getting closer to what we're going to do. So here's a little exercise for those of you guys who want to jump into this one. It's kind of a combination of the whole vulnerable conversation and owning your truth. Sometimes you have to have a vulnerable conversation with yourself, but here's the exercise. If there's something you're hung up on, like if you're stuck in your bullshit, I just call it out. If you're really stuck in your bullshit in your own head, I want you to write down what you're stuck in. Relationships, not being able to find a boyfriend, not feeling, you know, good enough to go for that promotion. You're feeling socially insecure. Um, you can't lose weight. Okay. So write it down. <clears throat> then ask yourself the question. So is that really true? Is that really true that I can't move past this? Is that really true? I'm done. Okay. And you need to answer that question like honestly. Because if it's true, then we need to move on. And I'm going to tell you how to move on from there. If it's not true, we're also going to move on. So let's start with if it's true. If it's true, then what's causing you to feel that that's true? Like write down the points like I've let's use weight loss. I've been going to the gym. I've been eating healthy. I've been and and really look at all those things. Make every one of those statements part of the truth, but make sure they are truly part of the truth, because what I can tell you, and I'll use my own journey along those lines, I've been doing really good, dropped about 40 pounds. I would like to drop another 20, but I plateau. When I think about it, I'm like, well, I just can't. I need some more help. Well, here's the truth. I have been pretty sedentary. I do get to the gym. I do get out and swim. Now, if the weather is getting warmer, I'll probably get out and cycle a little bit. Build everything back up, but I have not been doing the exercise. But guess what? My first response to my doctor was, yeah, I'm getting good exercise doing this. Okay, I am exercising, but I get to the gym and I'm like, oh, screw it. I'm I'm only going to get in a 20-minute workout. That, that's better than nothing. Okay, when I hop on my Peloton bike, I only do 20-minute rides. Again, better than nothing. But what if I went for 10 more minutes? So really look at what you're saying you're doing and question it. Because if you're questioning it, that's where there's room for improvement. Okay, so now let's go back if you answer that question. No, is if that's not true, why are you making it true, okay? If it's really not true that you're hooking up excessively and that's why you can't find a boyfriend, then why are you making that your truth? Why are you making that your excuse? This is where you dig in. You don't need a therapist for any of this. You don't need me as a coach, although I'd love to coach you through this. If this is one of the big things about getting past your bullshit that you're really struggling with, you know, really dig into this because whether it's a yes or a no, we need to dig on in. Okay. So part of this can lead you to my next point. Go spend some time alone. I know it's scary yet. I love when I get to spend time alone. Now, I get to spend quite a bit of time alone because I work from home. And like literally right before I started recording this podcast, hubby went off to work. So now the house is completely quiet. I don't consider that quote alone time per se because I'm busy working, but it is time with myself. What I do consider alone time is my Fridays. On Fridays, I pretty much, don't have any coaching sessions. However, if you want a coaching session, I'd make room for you. Um, I also don't coach for my other gig that I do. And I literally just work on my business and work on their business. It's quiet time to work, but I get away and I spend time with myself on that day. Whether it's a walk along the beach, whether it's a quick just ride you know, on my bike, I give myself permission to have alone time. This is so important, especially for us guys that came out late in life, because I wasn't used to being alone. It's scary to be alone because the loneliness and everything starts to set in. But define alone versus loneliness. You can be alone with yourself and loneliness does not have to be any part of that equation. In fact, if you're making loneliness part of that equation, that's probably where there's some beautiful work for you to do about really learning to be with yourself. What I've learned is when I get the opportunity to be with myself and have those conversations, I work stuff out. I don't, again, I don't need my coach. I don't need a therapist to do this. It's just beautiful opportunity for me to work through some of that stuff. In fact, oftentimes that brings me to my next point. Of, I learn that I'm going to go try something that pushes me out of my comfort zone, pushes me to my limits because I'm thinking through it, like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to, you know, right now I'm trying to get book agent, something that I've been struggling with. Like, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. Well, I don't know why I'm afraid. Well, I do know why I'm afraid because if this happens, I got to work this into my schedule. If this happens, there's a whole lot more vulnerability. I could be told some no's. I could be told there's some rewrites that need to be done. I could get called on the carpet for, Hey, Rick, this book is bullshit, but I'm ready to push myself to those limits because by doing that, I get to enjoy something that I have created. In fact, being with myself is part of the way that I got that book written. Being with myself helped me put some of those vulnerable conversations into the book. By spending time alone, I really worked in that space. And it actually helped me realize I really obsess about stuff. In fact, that book was a big piece of me realizing, let's shit go, Rick, let it go. There's a few chapters in there about that. Okay, so we have, let me kind of kind of go through everything that we've done so far. Let like, go oh, what causes you to obsess, get off the apps, have vulnerable conversations, um, spend some time alone, own your truth, try something that pushes your limits. In fact, with the pushing your limits, I'm not talking about skydiving, could be one of those things. Pushing your limits could be simply saying hello to a guy that you think might be gay be saying hello to somebody on the apps even though i said get off the apps that was another one of the points um maybe you're going to start saying hi to some of these guys that you're like they're so out of my league you never know you never know so do some of these things so let's see where were we spent time alone oh if you're going to be saying things to guys meeting guys and all this sort of stuff and you want to get out of loneliness and you want to gain some self-confidence guess what one of the very best ways to have a really amazing conversation that might even lead to a vulnerable conversation is be interested be truly interested in the other person it isn't about you we all do this we all get in conversations and then quickly can turn it i'm really guilty of this and i've been working on this a lot lately because i'm like wow it doesn't always have to be about me as soon as somebody says something I am known to jump right in. Oh yeah, I know that. I don't want to be the guy that knows knows everything and has done everything. In fact, this past weekend, I tried to be super interested in everybody there at the party because I'm like working on this. This is a muscle that I'm working, guys. So how do you be interested? Listen to what they're saying. Ask questions. Be curious. Follow it up with something else that gets them to talk more about themselves. Now, yes, this can get old in a moment. In a hot minute, it could get really old because some people, if you open that door, they will continue to talk and talk and talk and talk about themselves. And then you're like, well, okay, this isn't very fun. I'd love it if they knew how to reciprocate that. Well, most of us as human beings, here's the hot flash news story. We don't know how to do this. In fact, most of us either don't know how to talk about ourselves because that's scary because we feel like we're doing it wrong or we talk too much about ourselves. So to be interested, dive into them, but also don't be afraid when the timing is right to bring it back to you and then dive back into them and then bring it back to you. I don't remember who said this to me. One of my mentors said it along the years and I can't exactly remember where I heard it and something that they probably heard from somebody. So I'm sure some of you have already heard this. <clears throat> be interested, not interesting. Now, here's what happens when you're in a conversation. If it went really well, most people will walk away from a conversation with you where you've been interested and in saying, that guy was really interesting. He was really into having good conversations. That's what you want. So work on your being interested piece. Ask questions that help move the conversation along. Be curious about them. Um delve into something that strikes your fancy that they said that maybe they didn't realize would be something that would strike somebody's fancy. All of this is leading to, don't be afraid to have a conversation with somebody that's completely different than you. And I'm going to use the elders in our gay community as an example, and the Gen Zers. What would they have in common? Well, that's the reason to have a conversation. I think too often in our gay community, we find those that are our like type, which that's totally cool. We That's how we have our circles of friends, right? I feel like we have lost the ability to have conversations with anybody that's not in our same circle or circle of interest. And I guess maybe this is coming from me as a guy who's, quote, an elder in our community i'm 60 years old i don't feel like i'm an elder and i definitely don't feel like i'm an elder in our community only because i came out later in life but i came out at 36 now i'm 60 so you know do the math 20 whatever 24 years of being out as a gay man i guess i have some elder wisdom i wish more younger guys would be interested in having those conversations about the elder wisdom i also wish some of us older guys would be interested and having some conversations about the younger wisdom because there's so much beauty in having these conversations. In fact, a friend of mine recently wrote a book and it's such an interesting book simply because it showcases the wisdom of teenage girls and I find it really interesting when we underestimate, in fact, her, her book is Underestimated, The Wisdom and Power of Teenage Girls. What I find so interesting about this is when we underestimate the wisdom and power of the elders in our gay community, or we underestimate the wisdom and power of millennial and Gen Zers in our gay community, we also underestimate the power of ourselves and our ability to communicate. And to make points and learn from one another. Because you see, as we move through all of these things, what I'd really like each of you to do is this one thing, but I'm going to kind of recap. When you let go of what causes you to obsess and you start to spend time being off the apps, moving into vulnerable conversations, and learning how to be alone. And when you try something that pushes your limits so that you can really you know, do something outside of your comfort zone and you own your truth in these conversations or own your truth in doing something you really want to do. And when you realize that through all of this stuff, all these different things that we're doing, that's leading you to places to have better conversations. What I'm really inviting you to do is realize many of this These things are about people pleasing. Who are you trying to please? When you obsess, you're trying to please someone else. When you're stuck on the apps and trying to get that attention, yes, you want something from somebody, but who are you trying to impress? If you are afraid to have a vulnerable conversation, you're trying to people please. If you're afraid of spending time alone, maybe you're afraid of, you know, being seen as, oh, this person just likes to isolate and I don't want people to think of those things. When you don't push your limits and go do something that makes you happy, what's that tied to? Who's that tied to? If you're afraid to own your truth, who are you pleasing by not saying this is my truth, this is what I believe in? Because you see, the more you look at these things and you realize that if you're afraid to even have a conversation with someone who's an elder in the community, or someone who's slightly younger. I've had some amazing conversations with people. I'm a boomer, barely a boomer. I've had amazing conversations with Gen Zers, millennials, um, you know, Gen Xers, learning about how they function and how they think. All of these things come from learning that if I don't do some of this, I can get really obsessed. And when I'm in a space of obsession, I'm not happy. I'm not getting anything done that's worthwhile. So where is this all leading? And I don't care if you use these 10 things. I'm going to run through them one last time before I give you number 10. Let go of what causes you to obsess. Get off the apps. Have a vulnerable conversation. Spend time alone. Be interested, not just interesting. Try something that pushes your limits. Own your truth. Stop people pleasing. Have a conversation with a gay elder or a Gen Zer. When all this gets done, what I'd like you to do is think about if you could write a manifesto, that thing that you live by, and you could write 10 things that are your gay manifesto for you to live your life as your truth as a gay man, what would you put on your gay manifesto? To make your life even better guys i don't care what it is go have fun with it don't make it super serious but if you want to make it serious cool what i would suggest is if you write this manifesto and if any of you want a copy of the manifesto that i've written that i give out from time to time let me know it's actually a pretty pretty interesting thing to see the manifesto that i've put together in fact I believe it may be available. No, it's not available any longer on my website. So you'll have to email me, rick at rickclemens.com. Say, hey, Rick, I want the manifesto. Maybe it'll be a great way for you to have a guide. But the whole point of this is for you to create something that helps you keep moving forward. And every step of the way, I'm going to invite you to go back to Byron Katie's work and ask the questions, is that true? And if I'm buying into that thought, how is that affecting my life? So guys, those are 10 things that I have put together. I feel like could really help just about anyone as a gay man live a better life. And there's plenty more. But again, if you would like a copy of the manifesto, please email me Rick at Rick Clemens, dot com. say, Hey, I'd love to see the manifesto you put together. And if nothing else, hop onto my website, go to the coaching page, say you'd like to have an introductory session at a super reduced rate, and let's see if coaching could be for you. I'd love to chat with you about that and see what's going on. What I can guarantee you is even from that conversation, you'll walk away with some action steps to move yourself forward. So thank you guys for being part of my community and listening to my podcast. Like I said, every few weeks now, there's going to be a solo show. If there's something you would like me to address on a solo show, please email me, email me. I can hardly talk still at rick at rick And I would love to talk about whatever is important to you, but until the next show and <clears throat> make sure you are checking out what's coming up. We've got some great shows coming up for you in the next few weeks. Everything from you know, people talking about aging, people talking about how to you know like really, truly be more of yourself. We've got some people that are out there in the world of entertainment. We have a friend of mine who has an amazing app that helps you feel listened to and heard. Um, just just some great people coming up. So make sure you are tuned in, dialed in to listening to what is just around the corner. And thanks again for being part of my world, part of my life, and part of my podcast. I so appreciate each one of you. And now go out there and dump your excuses, face your fears, and live your unapologetic life as a gay man. Take care and have a great day. That's a wrap for 40 Plus. Gay men, gay talk, where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves, and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 Plus Gay Men Gay Talk, where the conversations continue.